In today's section 312, it's the double duo. It's Jeremy Sneed, Q-Man on the mic. No Matt, no Vance. Matt is nowhere to be found. He'll probably join in later. We'll see what happens. Vance is in game three of his softball playoffs right now. He went deep. He went yard to dead center. Uh, He better have a good reason for missing the show tonight. He better win. So, but in today's section 312, we have Tony Gill from NBC Chicago stops by, talks all Bulls, Bulls hiring, draft picks, rumors around the league right now, the coaching carousel. We got NFL week three and week four preview. We break down the Bears week three, how they're uh, three and oh, surprisingly, when they should be 0 and three. We'll get into that. We got the MLB playoffs. Uh, We're recording this on a Wednesday because we wanted to wait for the Cardinals and the Cubs and the White Sox all to get through their games. So we break down some of the MLB playoffs. We got the finals. Game one is going on right now. We're at halftime. The Lakers are up 65 to 48 on the Heat. Uh, The Heat did look good for a while, but we break down what we've seen so far of the NBA Finals Game 1. We got a Sneedler's list, Matt's moment if he ever shows up, and the starting five places not to get a boner, right? Worst places. Uh, But before we get into that... We've all been there. Yeah, everybody's been there. All all the guys have been there. Uh, (laughs) But before we get into that, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. They do prop bets. They do overs, unders, only using the best players. Go check them out. Download them in the App Store and enter our code SEC312. And you guys will get a match on your first deposit of up to $20. So, uh... Let's just start right out of the gate here. MLB playoffs. They were today. Uh, your White Sox kind of fucked me. Um, Dallas Keuchel, he had only given up a run in the first inning two times all year this year. And he just didn't look good today. Uh, I mean, this is, from my perspective, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, this is why the White Sox went out to go get Dallas Keuchel for these big games. And he just didn't perform. Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy because you have Giolito in game one who nearly throws a perfect game <laughs> in game one just dominates the A's but uh I mean the A's are a sneaky good lineup too I mean people don't people don't give them enough credit their lineup is stacked um you know and they're not they're not the biggest name guys in the world but they're all they're all consistently good and Keiko has missed his spots I mean Keiko's a guy at, at, at his age and the kind of stuff he has he has to pinpoint and he has to keep the ball down and he's got to dip and dodge and you know nip the corners and if he doesn't do that I mean he tops out at 90 91 <laughs> so he's basically throwing BP if he's not if he's not hitting his spots and and that's what happened but the White Sox did kind of get screwed a little bit in Omar Mazzara that that strike three call late in the game could have been a difference maker. And then Abreu in the ninth, I was, I was talking to my dad about it. I, I think it's risky for him to, to be that aggressive when there's two on and he, you know, and the game's in the balance and he swings at the first pitch. I mean, I know Hendricks was a little bit all over the place, but to swing at the first pitch, I know he hit it hard, but those have to go get it tomorrow. But it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, and something you didn't mention, you know, in the first inning there, how about the Nick Magical? I believe it was Nick Magical, you know, mm-hmm. just ca- trying to casually play the grounder that takes the hop. Like, he didn't play the ball that well. There was really no sense of urgency for him to go get the ball, and it just shoots right over him. So, 
Yeah, the magical errors in hindsight hurt hurt the White Sox. And then the other, probably the biggest play was Mark Canna robbing what would have possibly been a three-run homer. I think it was off of uh, Yoan Mankata or Tim Anderson, one of them, but hit that fly ball early on in the game with two on, and Canna made a leaping grab. It was either going to hit the top of the wall and score two, or it was going over for a three-run shot. So either way, I mean, that that was probably the, big, the biggest play of the game, it, no matter what, was if Canna doesn't make that catch, the White Sox at least score two, and you've got the whole rally, and you've got everything, and that was really the game changer. So how are you feeling right now? Are you nervous for game three? Who's who do you guys even have on the mound right now for game? I three? think it's I think it's Dunning. I think Dunning's getting the start. I would be worried. No, I, I would rather. I mean, Ronaldo Lopez didn't make the roster for the wild card, so it's obviously not him. It's either Caesar Dunning, and I would rather have Dane Dunning. If it's a winner go home game, Dylan Cease might have better stuff than Dane Dunning, but Dane Dunning has better control. Like I would, I would much rather have Dane Dunning. If if you just need him to get five, you know, like let's just say, I mean, the White Sox bullpen is a is a bit interesting, but let's just say the White Sox plan is get five innings. I would try. I, would, I trust Dane Dunning to get five productive innings over Dylan Cease. Do we see Lucas Giolito in this game three at all? No, no, <laughs> not out no, of the bullpen. Not. There's no John Lester, Mass, and Bumgarner magic coming out of the pen. Nothing. No, I mean, season's they, on the like, line. No, there's. There's no chance. No, I mean, there, there's no chance, and he's never come out of the pen. I don't think ever in his career. So it's not like it's not like he has that mentality to to even do that. No, I mean, there's there's no chance. I mean, maybe Dylan Cease coming out of the pen or whoever doesn't start. I mean, if, if Dylan Cease doesn't start, he's definitely going to be a bullpen option because you'd wrap, you you would like to have a guy like him coming out of the pen or Dunning, either way. So White Sox are on the verge of elimination. But I think so- they'll win though. If I honestly, and I'm not just saying it because I'm a homer, but like I think they'll, I think they'll win tomorrow. They almost won today anyway. I mean, they they probably should have won if Madrigal doesn't make those errors. They probably win the game anyway. So, going to the north side, the Cubs. <laughs> we are also on the verge of elimination, right? And, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, this Cubs team does not look like they even want to be there. They don't. Yeah. Nobody can hit the ball. The pitching's not good. David Ross does not, from my perspective, has no idea how to use the bullpen. Why is Jeremy Jeffers coming in there when it's not the ninth inning and he's pretty much your only guy that can lock stuff down in the ninth? He gives up a home run. Kyle Hendricks gives up three runs. I mean, Kyle Hendricks got into a couple jams early off, but he had his, his control and stuff was all right. Um, Javi Baez with the wide throw, you know, we saw on the south side, Tim Anderson also had a wide throw at first base during that first inning there. Um, But the Cubs, we're in trouble, okay? First off, all these chains that Mike Napoli apparently gave to to Rizzo or Brian or whoever's passing these chains around because they were Mike Napoli's. Uh, I, I don't like it. Why? Why are we all wearing these, like, four sets of gold chains flopping around all over the place when we can't even beat the Miami Marlins. Like, we we can't hit outside of Ian Happ and Jason Hayward. Anthony Rizzo doesn't look like he's, you know, has any urgency. Chris Bryant said he doesn't give a shit. 
And, you know, you got Javi Baez who swings at everything. So from my perspective, I'm worried. I'm very worried. I don't think we're going to, I really don't think we're going to even take game two. You Darvish, I think he gets rocked. <laughs> yeah. It, what's really interesting, and my roommate and I always have like really, not really interesting baseball talks because of him being on the scouting side. So he's very more, you know, analytical about everything. But it's interesting, not just the Cubs, but a lot of teams in this best of three are not going with their best pitcher game one because of the, the, possibility of the elimination game two which i think is what the cubs did they chose not to throw darvish in game one because of the option of having him in case they need him for game two which i think is a stupid idea because look at the white Sox. i mean you go with your best guy game one i mean not that they had much other choice but <laughs> not that they, they didn't have really any other choice but you know, I feel like you have to go game one. The Yankees went Garrett Cole. They didn't go Tanaka game one. They went Garrett Cole. The Indians went Shane Bieber. The Dodgers have options. So I guess it's different for a team like the Dodgers. But for the Cubs, I don't see why. Like, why would you not throw you Darvish in game one when he's your best guy? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Kyle Hendricks has been right there with him, though. His numbers are just slightly different. But you Darvish now has all the pressure on him, right? And I, for one, and correct me if you think I'm totally off here, I feel like the Cubs are not the same team when there's no fans there. I feel (laughs) the Cubs feed off of the fans. Yeah. No, yeah, I I feel like a couple teams could be like that, and that's that's what's making, I think, the postseason a little interesting is the fact that there are no fans. I mean, you look at Oakland, you know, Oakland's a team that – feeds off their fan base because their their fans are notoriously crazy and loud and obnoxious, you know, and teams like the Dodgers, you got San Diego, like a, a lot of teams have these rowdy fans and you're looking at all these, all these teams coming in here and possibly getting upsets because there's not, you know, they're not facing really all that much pressure. So MLB playoffs in full swing, Cubs and White Sox are both on the verge of elimination. Uh, We'll talk about some eliminations that already happened. The Blue Jays got knocked out by the Tampa Bay Rays today. Tampa Bay looks yeah. incredible. They look very yeah, good. Yeah, that wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah, they look very good. Uh, Toronto did cover the spread for me, though, so that was cool. Uh, also, the Minnesota Twins getting knocked out by the Houston Astros. They're cheating again. All right, I'm going to go out and say they found another way. They're cheating again. Uh so they're 18, gone. 18 straight postseason losses for the Minnesota Twins. That is nuts. <laughs> That's just nuts. That Someone, is nuts. You need, like, the two fan bases that really need hugs right now, the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Twins. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. always They're always there. They just can't get it done. Okay, let's do, okay. Let's uh before we get away from baseball because we got a bunch of other game ones, you know, the Yankees are up 1-0 right now and the Dodgers and the Brewers are about to start. Oh, here we go. We got Matt. Matt finally joins the show. It's cool. Let's get right to your Cardinals, okay? You're on a heater right now. You're on a heater with with your betting streak right now. You took the Cardinals today. The Cardinals get it done. How are you feeling about Game 2 going against San Diego? Because San Diego made a good comeback. They made a good effort there. Uh, first, first I got to say, how long have y'all been recording? Uh, pff, probably about 12 minutes. 
12 minutes. Dude, I was checking the text, and all I heard was 9.30 last time I heard. And I was just playing PS4 until that time. But uh, <laughs> uh, as far as the Cardinals go, I mean, I saw that uh, I saw that KK, Mr. Kim, was uh, pitching for the Cardinals today, and they're underdogs. I'm like, what the hell is this? We got to bet on the Cardinals. They're going to win for sure. Now, I didn't know the first inning, like, drop a bomb on the Padres was going to happen, but, I mean, I'm very glad it happened, and you can't really be surprised. Goldie is a freaking, uh, you know, he's Goldie. So the Cardinals, they take game one. We just got to uh, our White Sox and Cubs are on the verge of elimination. Uh, we just got through the MLB, though, so now it is time for Matt's moment. Look at that. Right on time. Matt, you got your moment for us. Give it to the people. Uh, well, as far as moments go, um, can have a better moment than watching the uh, Cardinals win uh, in you know Cardinal-like fashion. Good old vintage Cardinals there. But leading up to that, I was watching the... Uh, um, ESPN Plus, uh, what, what was it like? The ESPN Plus, um, what, whatever they called it, they were showing like four games at once. So I was watching the Cardinals, uh, the uh win play. after that. And I was watching the Cubs lose. And I was watching the White Sox lose, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, they got another shot, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. MLB playoffs continue tomorrow. We release this on Thursday, which is tomorrow. So listen, hear our predictions of what we just talked about. Uh, NBA Finals, though, it's going on right now. It's halftime. Matt, you took the spread minus four and a half to Lakers. Uh, the Lakers were down uh, against the Heat for a while, but now they made a strong comeback, and the Lakers are dominating the Heat. Uh, Jimmy just rolled his ankle, and Anthony Davis was shaking up a little bit too. It looked like he was beefing with Jamison Crowder a little bit. You know, the uh, Miami Heat are coming out firing with these threes, but they seem to not have an answer for Anthony Davis. Uh, I feel I, I said it to I texted everybody, and I said, you know, LeBron's got nine points right now at halftime. Jimmy is shutting his ass down. And they're going to make the Lakers run the floor. The problem is they're not going to be able to stop Anthony Davis. And the Lakers are going to rely on Anthony Davis. And that's what's happening. The Anthony Davis has 19 at halftime, and the Lakers are up by 15. So we'll see what happens. But I, I still think this could go seven and the Heat have a chance. But if they don't, have an answer for Anthony Davis by game two, it could be a four to one series victory by the Lakers. There's no chance of this going seven now that Butler's Butler's probably done, so <laughs> his ankle did not look good. <laughs> it's not going seven even even with Butler. You think the Lakers take it? Unfortunately, pro- probably. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see it, but it's probably going to happen. Seeing how they were in the first half, and then like, and now Butler's hurt. Yeah, I mean, because who's going to step up for 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 the Heat in that big of a role? Udonis Haslam. He's, <laughs> he's a champ. Old man Haslam is he even on the roster? Yes, he's on the roster. <laughs> oh boy. So NBA Finals, they're going on right now. Uh, 
I want to go on for the record and say I was right. The Heat were going to come out of the East. Jeremy was very close with the Denver Nuggets. I really think that if Anthony Davis does not hit that game winner, Denver probably takes that series. Oh, look, Butler's on the floor for the second half. Wow. <laughs> Everybody on Twitter was freaking out. They were like, oh, my God, I hope Jimmy Butler's okay. Like Everyone was freaking the hell out about Jimmy Butler, and here he is in the second half driving to the paint for an and one. <laughs> So, NBA Finals, they're going on right now, game one. Uh, Let's get to our interview with Tony Gill from NBC Chicago. We talk all things Bulls and more NBA, and then we'll break down the NFL Week 3 recap, the little Bears talk, and then we'll get some segments in and get out of here. So, this week, sitting in Section 312, we have recurring guest Tony Gill from NBC Chicago. He's a producer. He's got his own podcast. Go follow him on all social media. We talked all things Bulls, Billy Donovan, the direction of the Bulls, how the hiring happened. Here's our interview, Tony Gill. Now sitting in section 312, recurring guest, Tony Gill. Tony, it's been a while since we've talked. Uh, you went from 670 to the score to now NBC Chicago. Congrats on the new job. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked to you. How, how has life been for you since, you know, the pandemic started? You know, maybe work has changed a little bit. How, just how's life in general? First of all, thanks a lot for having me uh, back on again. I definitely appreciate uh, you reaching out. Um, yeah, it's been uh, a lot different. I'm assuming it's been a lot different for everybody else as well. Yeah, I've got a new gig now. I'm at the uh, NBC Sports Chicago um, doing podcast producing along with uh, a couple of other things that I have the opportunity to get involved in. Uh, do a little writing here and there. I still cover the Bulls, still on that beat. And, you know, just... Uh, just trying to create content uh, wherever they need me. So that's that's kind of where my head's at right now. And uh, it's been an enjoyable, uh, it's been an enjoyable time so far. Uh, started back in December, um, so you know just had a couple months there to get settled in, and then boom, the pandemic hit, and I've been kind of working working from home ever since March. So I haven't been downtown or, or seen the office uh, in, in that amount of time. So I'm still getting things done, still pushing out content. So. Yeah, it's, it's been a ride. And there's a lot to talk about. I remember we had you on the show uh, when we first launched the podcast a couple years back. And we, you know, we talked about the Bulls a little bit, but now we got a lot to talk about, right? Coaching carousel for the NBA right now is crazy. Before we get into the Bulls, I want to talk about the breaking news that broke a couple hours ago. Doc Rivers mm-hmm. getting canned by the Clippers, all right? Now, from your perspective, I want to know... Is Doc to blame, or do you think someone maybe like Paul George went to, you know, Steve Ballmer, and they're trying to keep George and Kawhi happy, or was it really Doc's time to go? Um, I think it was it was time for for Doc to move on. Um, he's been there for a while. Uh, they never reached a conference finals since you know he became the coach uh, for the Clippers, and, and they had you know a decent amount of talent. They had that one dip year where you know they made the playoffs. Uh, even though everybody expected him to lose, but he had Chris Paul, he had Blake Griffin, um, and then he had you know a, a resurgence with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, and I know they only spent you know one year together, and then the pandemic hit and things like that. But the way that they lost was not good. Um, you were up three-one uh, to a young team, a team that you are more talented than. Uh, and they came back and, and won the series in seven. Uh, that was, I mean, we knew the jokes were coming. They, they were going to be the butt of everybody's jokes. Uh, I, I know Milwaukee was happy because we stopped talking about them. 
but they were going to be the butt of everybody's jokes now uh, because of the expectations that um, that they deserved. When you build a team like that, when you go after and, and restructure your whole kind of fit, I mean, they gave away. There's a, a funny stat out there that in that final game, uh, the Clippers gave away more picks than Paul George had made field goals in game, game seven. <laughs> like you can't have that type of output uh, from that team that's supposed to win now, uh, win now ready, um, and then just have that embarrassment. So. Um, I was always critical of how Doc was coaching throughout the year. Um, when you look at their offense, it was extremely vanilla. Um, now, I don't know if that was just trying to say, hey, you know, Kawhi, you get as many touches as possible, and then we'll kind of work off that. But when you get into that bubble, they got out-executed um, a lot and, and, and out-hustled a lot. And considering they got the sixth man of the year, um, who's known to be a, a, a hustle guy, he wasn't hustling that much at the end. I mean, they felt like they were a privileged team, like they were supposed to be there when you have to earn every every minute, every time you go out that court, you got to earn it. And uh, uh, Doc Rivers didn't prepare his team correctly. Um, it showed when they when they got into that bubble and, and when they played the Denver Nuggets that they uh, weren't prepared, um, and that means you got to go. So Doc is out in L.A. Uh, before we get to the Bulls, really quick, what team do you think goes out and reaches out to him to become their next head coach? I was talking with a buddy earlier, and I said a wild card could be OKC, and he retaliated with, how about Philly? Yeah, they, I mean, um, his assistant coach, Ty Lue, is also you know, a coaching candidate, candidate. Sam Cassell is also another, uh, another coach on his staff that is also a uh, head coaching candidate. Um, I can see all the teams that have current uh, open positions um, reaching out to Doc Rivers. I mean, he's got a championship ring. You can't deny that. Um, he's been a, a winner for the majority of uh, his coaching, his head coaching uh, experience, and, and nobody's going to deny that. Uh, this uh, blip in uh, his uh, career, coaching career is certainly one to um, consider. Uh, considering that they had one of the better teams, the top three teams in the NBA, and he couldn't get out the second round. So that's something teams will, will be weary of. But if you're a team that hasn't even been close or haven't even seen the amount of winning that he's done, I don't see why not. Um, you don't really have an excuse not to uh, reach out. So um, I, I fully – I don't know if there's anyone – I mean, this happened. I, I, I tried to read and catch up on and uh, see if there were any teams already in the running, but uh, I haven't seen – um, any of those uh, rumors where, like, oh, this this team is interested, you know, in, in Doc Rivers. I haven't seen any of that. I did see Mark Stein tweet out that uh, ESPN broadcaster Jeff Van Gundy was a uh, was favored for uh, the Clippers and Houston job. So uh, that'll that'll be interesting on on where they go from there. Because again, uh, Doc Rivers is you know a top five you know, or six coach in the NBA and he, he was like, go. So he's going to have options. He may choose to, you know, wait out a year or so. Um, but he's certainly going to have options if he wants to be coach. So coaching carousel in full effect. We've seen likes of Mike D'Antoni, Doc Rivers, and now our guy, Billy Donovan, right? I was, I was very happy for the signing, but here is what I've been wondering, you know, and my question to you, 
Billy Donovan informed OKC that he was not going to be returning. My question to you is, do you think the Bulls front office were in talks with Billy Donovan while they were still in the playoffs and Billy Donovan knew he wasn't going to return regardless? Um, that timeline doesn't uh, fit with, um, with Donovan and our, our tourists uh, told us, told the media, um, when they made their presentation about how things went down. So, um, after OKC lost and they, and they left the bubble, um, obviously Sam Presti and Billy Donovan had a conversation and Billy Donovan decided that he wasn't really going in the direction that OKC was going in. And so they decided to uh, break it off and Billy Donovan wasn't really thinking about any jobs or anything like that. He was going to visit family, um, drive his family. I mean, he couldn't really fly. So he was driving uh, to see his family and our tourist was in as, uh, as what he said, quote, relentless, you know, pursuit after finding out that Billy Donovan wasn't going to be returning. Uh, and he wanted to meet him and talk to him as, as soon as possible. So much so that Billy Donovan was like, Hey man, I just uh, give me a couple, couple days to get kind of settled in and pack with my family. And then we can talk about it, you know, after that. And, uh, to our tourists, to our tourists credit, um, he said that we, they talked to the group and recognized that Billy Donovan was hands down the best coach available. So he found his guy and he got his guy. He did whatever it took to get his guy. And when we asked him about what were those conversations like that, uh, that he convinced him in such a way to sign almost, you know, within a week or so after initially talking to him and, and remind you, they don't have any prior experiences with each other. They never worked with each other. They never really had any meaningful conversations. They didn't have any reason to. He was a college coach, and then he worked for another organization. And Arturis was, you know, working with uh, the Denver Nuggets. So when we asked him about how did, you know, this came about, why did they click so well, Billy Donovan mentioned that Arturis was looking for a partnership, not just a A to B coach, and then we'll see what happens after that, or a, look, you just handle the coaching, we'll handle everything else. Arturis wants an organization where – from the top down, there's constant communication, um, that people are working well with each other. All of the opinions matter in the group on any level, scouting, uh, coaching, like everybody gets to say so in their own individual, uh, lanes. And Billy Donovan was really excited about that. It made, it made me think that, oh, well, in OKC, maybe he, his voice wasn't being heard on acquisitions or trades or anything like that. Uh, from Sam Presti, and I think in Chicago he is going to have a say so in all of that drafting, free agency, all of that. Billy Donovan is going to have a strong voice in the decision making process on building Chicago back to uh, or where they want to end up being, which is a championship contender. And I, uh, he said that very much intrigued him. So um, that was kind of like the timeline, and uh, it, it moved fairly quickly. How long was the contract? Because they said that they signed him, but they never saw for how long or how much he signed for. So he, I think, he, I think if I can remember, um, I was just reading. I think he got four years. Um, I can't remember how much overall is the salary, but it wasn't cheap. I know that if I can remember, it was it wasn't cheap. It was um, he's going to be like a top, you know, ten, top five paid head coach uh, in the NBA, which kind of. Uh, Despair is another one of those bull narratives that they're cheap. 
I mean, while everybody was kind of shutting everything down uh, during the pandemic, the Bulls were spending money. They spent money on executives and a new head coach, and they still have to pay Jim Boylan. <laughs> so yeah. um, that narrative is kind of dismissed about the Bulls being cheap because they did a full rebuild and spent a lot of money uh, during their uh, during their break and during this offseason. Now, I know you got to get out of here soon. I just got a couple quick questions here. If you could just give me a couple rapid fire answers here. You know, you brought up free agency. You brought up, brought up the draft. Let's, let's talk about free agency first and, you know, bringing veteran guys over. Uh, a big name that people have talked about for a while, and I would like to see it is Bradley Beal, right? The, the Wa- Washington Wizards, you know, the John Wall thing hasn't panned out, but there's reports that he wants to, you know, they want to give it one more year with the two. Is there any way the Bulls could move that fourth pick to acquire a veteran guy like Bradley Beal? That's the interesting thing um, about this. We're so used to how Gar Foreman and John Packard operates in the offseason and drafts that we, we have to kind of shift our thinking like this is a new group we don't necessarily know his patterns or what he likes to do just yet um but what we do know is what he's done previously or what he's been a part of pre- previously so with the nuggets we've seen them take um do a lot of wide-ranging things in uh during the draft we've seen them move up we've seen them move back we've seen them reach for uh talents uh we've seen them take high uh high High floor guys, not necessarily high ceiling guys. We've seen them take high ceiling guys, not necessarily high uh, floor guys. So um, what I like about that is they're willing to do whatever it takes to make their team better. No option is left unturned. Um, I mean, we've seen what the Nuggets have done to uh, the Bulls in terms of kind of shafting them on the Doug McDermott uh, trade where they got two or three NBA starters out of the deal, and the Bulls just got Doug McDermott. Um, yes. So, And they turned that into Jokic and Yusuf Nurkic and Gary Harris, three starters, uh, one a superstar, one it could be an all-star in, 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 Yerker, uh, in I'm sorry, Yusuf Nurkic, and a, in a quality NBA starter in, in Gary Harris. So um, that's the most exciting thing about heading into this draft is, or he could just stay put and take, you know, best player available. And I think Bulls fans should be really be excited that they aren't closed off to anything that might make them better. So if that deal comes about where, hey, do we take this risk on another young player, uh, albeit talented because it will be a top five pick, or do we move that to get better right now with Bradley Beal and package him, package this pickup with uh, you know another young player and send it to Washington and then just kind of be ready for winning sooner uh, sooner than later. I think they'll gauge all their options to say, hey, is this worth risking our, our long-term health um, of the franchise in terms of giving away a top-five pick? Um, or it, will this benefit us? We'll be able to grow Brad Beal with our group of, of young core players, and we'll be uh, able to sustain winning. So um, I think no option is, is off the table. I'm not going to you know, make a prediction um, on what I think Arturus uh, has done, at least until I've seen him operate in a couple more drafts. That way I'll have like a baseline of what he's done. But I'm I'm really excited about what uh, what he can do in this draft. 
So my final question, Tony, before I let you go, I know you got to get out of here. If we keep this draft pick, which, you know, I presume that we probably will, we have the fourth pick in the draft. I personally like LaMelo Ball a lot out of any of the prospects coming out this year. I think he's the best out of the three. Who do you like if they fall to the Bulls at number four? Without trading up, who do you think is the number one on the Bulls radar right now? Um, I I think that's one thing that... um, and is they have to be a little bit realistic. Uh, Lamelo Ball in his combine interviews is that the Bulls have not contacted him at all, and that could go. I mean, that could be anything. Um, it could be they're just trying to cast some smoke um, over what they're really trying to do, or they're just being realistic and saying, "Look, we're outside of the top three. It's not a likely chance that we'll be able to get Lamelo Ball, who's on a lot of people's boards as the the number one uh, overall pick." So. Uh, one player that I think realistically outside of those top three is pretty that, that top three is pretty much locked in um, so far. I'll be a little bit surprised if if it isn't you know Edwards, uh, Ball, and, and Wiseman in some order in that top three. One player that I'm really really interested in, and I think the Bulls are interested in, is uh, point guard Killian Hayes uh, from France, and he's a uh, a guy that seems like could fit amongst this kind of core of uh, uh, Larry Markkinen, Kobe White, Zach Levine, and, and Wendell Carter. And it's because he's able to be a true point guard and not just uh, the updated point version of the point guard that we enjoy seeing today with the, with the scoring. Um, he's more of a passer guy, um, and he can set things up. and he, It's more natural to him. Um, last year, that was Kobe's biggest thing. We knew Kobe could score. That was his number one thing. Um, but the issue was, will he be able to play next to Laurie and Zach as a playmaker role? By, uh, by inputting, uh, Killian Hayes, um, yeah, you may go, you know, a little bit smaller if you want to start all three of them, um, eventually down the road, if that's what you're looking at for the future. But everybody fits into their role, right? Kobe doesn't really have to set the table as much anymore. He can just go out and be Kobe White. Uh, Zach Levine, he doesn't have to set the table anymore, even though we've seen him kind of get better at that playmaking role. That's not his number one job. His job is to get buckets, and that's what he's good at. He doesn't really have to do that with Killian Hayes. So um, I think trying to find a, a, a playmaker of that ilk uh, will benefit them. Again, LaMelo uh, Ball fits that role as well. He's a pass-first point guard. But, uh, again, I don't know if he's going to be there for the Bulls to take. I think Killian Hayes might be the best uh, next best thing. Tony, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for sitting in Section 312. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. No problem. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. And that interview with Tony Gill is brought to you by our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. They are a prop betting app. You go download them in the App Store. Enter our code SEC312 for an instant match on your first deposit of up to 20 bucks. You download the app, enter SEC312, put in 20, you'll get 20. That's 40 bucks, right? You'll have $40. Here's what I would do. I would place a bet with that free 20 bucks. Then I would just withdraw the $20 that you put into the app. They give you $20 to bet around with. Then you end up like Matt, who's been betting for the last three weeks on all free money. Free money. Get on a little heater. They bet overs, unders, only using prop bets for the top tier athletes. Go check them out in the app store. Thrive Fantasy. All right, boys. NFL Week 3 recap. Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons. Mitch is done, right? 
Jeremy, Mitch is done. This <laughs> is God. Nick Foles' team. Foles comes in with the visor. Okay, I, I liked it a lot, but he couldn't see. He took it off, and he throws three touchdowns. <laughs> My question to you, do we see a return of the visor to start the game week four? I don't know. I, I was only wa- I was watching Red Zone because I was I was at work, so I couldn't really watch the Bears game. I was just watching. I was watching Red Zone, so I, I don't even know about the whole visor thing. <laughs> I just know it seemed like a whole different team with with Foles in the game, and even he should have had another touchdown, but it was the ended up being an interception from the nice play from from the DB for Atlanta, who ripped it out of the hands of uh, was it Anthony Miller or Allen Robinson. But yeah, but. but Foles look good, and I'm, I'm intrigued to see what, what they do now. Foles did look good. We lose Tariq Cohen in the process, but to be honest, I don't even think we need him. Uh, I, I I really have never been a huge fan of Tariq Cohen. I mean, I hope he has a speedy recovery and he gets well, but I just personally have never liked his style, really, of play. Um, well, they just don't use him correctly, the ba- the, the Bears' co- uh, coaches. They, they, you know, they... You look at all these other teams that have small backs like Tariq Cohen, and they basically get what maybe one actual carry a game, and they're basically just pass pass backs. But the Bears always try to use Tariq Cohen as an actual running back, and that's not <laughs> that's not what he should be doing. But fun fact, you know who worked out for the Bears today was Lamar Miller. I just, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sold on that either. Um, for a backup, for him to be the backup backup running back, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, but we we gotta get David Montgomery going, right? Because David Montgomery, you know, they're not using him on goal line situations. They're trying to pass everything. Allen Robinson, you know, was taking shots at Mitch Trubisky last week, liking people's tweets and on social media when they were bashing him, and now he's praising Nick Foles. And I just, you know, why haven't they extended Allen Robinson yet? I don't know. Uh, if they extend them, cool. If they don't, we'll see the direction that they go. I mean, you're paying Nick Foles $20 million. I don't know why Nick Foles didn't start the season to begin with. Otherwise, we got another Mike Glennon situation where we're paying this guy up the ass to be a backup quarterback. So, Nick Foles, the Bears are 3-0 and right now. We're going this week. We're back at home, I believe. To, against the Colts. Against the Indianapolis Colts. This is a team we should definitely beat, right? Besides, they have a great offensive line. Our defense, the our defense has got to work right. Eddie Slackson last week did not look good, right? Khalil Mack had a couple big plays, but still, I, I, I'll keep saying it. He he looks off. He keeps making these wide outside cuts, and it takes him so much longer to get to the quarterback than him trying to go inside more often. I really think the Bears' defensive line is missing Eddie Goldman. They really are missing Eddie Goldman on that line. Jeremy's like, yeah. Matt's like, yeah. I was waiting for Jeremy to say something. I was well, like I said, I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't watch the game, so I really don't. I haven't really watched any. I, I only, I, most of the time, I just watch Red Zone because I, I can't get Bears games down here. So <laughs> I for just watch reason, when, I just I, watch when they're in the Red Zone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like I'm in the same situation, right? I'm in Southern Illinois, and I can't watch a goddamn Bears game to save my life, dude. I'm in the same state as these guys. <laughs> what, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think d- down there you get like tight, you get Titan games and Colts games. I think right, Titans and Colts. Yeah, I mean whatever's on, especially the Chiefs, because I think that's the closest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Chiefs. But they weren't even on yet. Yeah, they were a Monday game. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Could be worse down here. We get we get Jacksonville and Miami games. There Woo. you go, Minshew Mania. Well, and, and Buccaneers, but you know, mostly it's like Tampa the Jaguar, Bay. You get the Jaguars and Dolphin games. Woo, Tampa Bay. <laughs> but like most of the time, the Bucks are playing afternoon games. So yeah, like those noon games are always like it'll be Jaguars versus whoever, and you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so the Bears. Before we get away from the NFL, the Bears this week, the Colts. Do they get the job done? I think they do. I think it's going to be. A high-scoring game. I think the over is going to hit. It's at 44.5 right now. I think the Bears can put up 24 points, and I think Indy could definitely put up 20, maybe maybe more. But I think the it's going to be maybe a three-and-a-half-point difference between teams, but I think the Bears get it done this week. The only well, question if that's the is case, it- I'm betting the spread. <laughs> if it's going to be a three-and-a-half-point difference, I mean, I mean, I mean, shit, man, I'll take it. The only que- the only question is if the Bears have to come from behind to get the win or not. Because apparently that's the only way they can they can win is if something crazy's happening. Hey. I know the, I know they weren't losing to the Giants, but they almost blew the game. <laughs> hey, to we, the Giants. I, I'm okay winning ugly. All right, I'm okay winning <laughs> ugly as long as we get the win, right? I'm not. It drives me nuts. Because I'm over here bashing them for three quarters of football, saying that they suck, and then they come back, and it's like, oh, okay, thanks. I mean, I you can't really blame the whole team for that. Just, sure, I can. Watch nah. me. <laughs> yeah. So the Bears got the Colts this week. Up uh, actually, before we get away from the NFL, we got positive tests from the Titans and the Steelers. What the heck is going to happen with? Well, that? only the Titans. The Steelers didn't. Steelers didn't get positive tests. The Titans did. Okay, so the Titans have positive tests. Their game has been either postponed or pushed off till Monday or Tuesday. I saw your father uh, post on Facebook, and this is how yeah. I this is how I even you know saw my my news about this. And I have the the Pittsburgh Steelers defense right, and I have King Henry. So what happens like? Uh, yeah, the every like my dad and like those people like they're overreacting like crazy. I mean, he even we were talking about it today. He had called me. He's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Everything's fine." Like fantasy's just being weird because they don't know what to exactly do. But the NFL is gonna have the game. It's just a matter of it was supposed to be a Sunday noon game, and it's definitely not gonna be a Sunday noon game because the Titans aren't even allowed in their facility until Saturday. So they're gonna at least give them like two days to test and make sure every everyone's healthy the main that's the main thing is they want to give they want to have the game on a monday or tuesday to make sure that the titans can do more tests and make sure that nobody's gonna kill anybody and uh then once they do that it's either going to be a monday night game or uh or a tuesday game which i think having a tuesday game would just be kind of wild because I think that'd be fun to just be like, Tuesday night football. Yeah, yeah, let's go. We got football Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday. But here's my question, right? <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, I agree with you, right? If if they do the game on Tuesday, does our fantasy teams, are we it'll able be, to use them for week. this week? Yeah, it, it'll be the same week, yeah. 
it's not like it's no, yeah, it's not. It's still the same week of football. It's not. It's not like it carries over, but it'll just make fantasy a whole like just super annoying because you're gonna have to wait for the Monday games, and then you're gonna have a bunch of people waiting for the Tuesday games, and like so, fantasy is just gonna be a pain in the ass because you're gonna hear people for four straight days going, "Oh, I'm I'm winning by this much, but he still has Derrick Henry that goes on Tuesday," and so it's just gonna be all sorts of that shit. I say those points and those matchups don't even matter until the last day, okay? Yeah. And then you just see how everybody did, okay? Yeah. And for the fantasy websites, they just have to change the code a little bit, and that's it. Maybe. Yeah. If they did it right, they don't have to change the day. Yeah, I do think I do think the the fantasy algorithms. I think they jumped the gun a little bit by 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 marking the like by marking projected zero points and all this shit. Like, I think they shouldn't have done that because yeah, like it's gonna freak people out. But they probably should have just waited. <laughs> but no, like the thing, like the Titans were the ones like they had three players and then there was five personnel who tested positive. So then the Vikings had to close their facilities because they played the Titans on Sunday. But the Vikings should be good. They're playing the Texans. Everything should be fine there. The Steelers didn't have any positive tests. The Steelers are just the unlucky ones that they are supposed to play the Titans this week who have COVID. And now the Steelers are like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> now we now now we got to wait till Tuesday to play play a damn game. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the what the broadcast is going to be like if they move this game. Like, is it just gonna, like are we going to be able to watch it on CBS or like what? <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen with the broadcast. Yeah, part. who's going to get it? Is it going to be ESPN? I want to say that probably the the network that was supposed to get it anyway is going to get it on Tuesday. That's what I mean. Like, I imagine yeah. that's a CBS game because it's two AFC teams. But yeah. I imagine like if they play it, like also, is it going to be Tuesday night? And then what? Like, they're just going to bump whatever like Tuesday sitcom is supposed to be on. Like, ah, get out of here. I mean, most sitcoms right now are like showing pre-recorded like shows anyway because well, like whenever like whenever they do the state of the union where they're like who cares what's on tv we're showing president stuff like is that just what they're gonna do with football they're like get out of the way football's coming nerd like whatever shows oh, you know on what? the next uh, the next debate is coming up but i don't know when gross gross <laughs> he's like gross who cares <laughs> Hey, but you know the the one bright spot about that presidential debate, according to the orange one, is that uh, Big Ten football's back. So, <laughs> did you yeah. see that? Yeah, I did. I brought football back. You didn't. You wouldn't have never done. It. You never would have done it. Never would. Have. It's, like, it's like, oh, thanks. That man. was entertainment yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah can't. That poor that poor moderator. That was so fun. Like part of the fun of that was just trying to hear the moderator be like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> right. Don't interrupt me during hey, the uh, during hey, the debate. Hey, he's like, hey, hey. Okay, everyone's supposed guys, to. Everyone's supposed to well, get their time. Into it, but hey, into it. guys, hey, guys, guys, guys. We're, we're we're not a political podcast, right? We don't get into politics here or anything. Uh, we're but, not even talking about that yet. No, right. We're talking <laughs> Big Ten football. No, right. But I I do want to say that shit was more entertaining than watching the Kardashians. <laughs> what? Who watches the Kardashians? Nobody, nobody, nobody cares about them. Nobody, yeah. nobody watches that. Nobody watches e- me. Everybody watches me. <laughs> that oh, the Indians tied it up. Oh, I know. So I'm glad I pulled my bet. Um, so we got through the Bears. We got through some Bulls talk. We got through the playoffs. You guys got ball guy of the week this week because I got nothing. 
don't know. Who's who's bald? Um, uh, I don't even know who bald like what bald people are. I mean, maybe what about the guy for the Lakers? He's in the the coach for the Lakers. He's bald, kind of. He used to coach for the Pacers, and now he's in the now he's did in the finals. Did you glance up at the screen, see that he was bald, no. and you suggested, okay? No, but I was watching the game. Was it Frank Vogel? Frank Vogel he made it. I think this is his first NBA Finals. Let me double check that he's actually bald. He's not really bald, but did did you guys see the virtual crowd at this game right now? All the celebrities. Yeah, Obama, Obama's there. Yeah, that's something I want to ask you guys. Why? Why do they refer he's, to him as president? He's close enough. Why do they refer to him as President Obama? He's not the president. No matter what, though, like because whenever you're sworn in as president, like you're always like for like that's your title like forever. Is yeah, it's like Mister. It's like Mrs. Yeah. It's like Doctor. President. I mean, you could you is, could say either, you could either say former president, but most of the time you can just say President Obama because like that's always what he'll be known for. And like for the uh, debate, they introduce him as. President Trump and Vice President Biden, even yeah. though they're running for president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I and uh, yeah, it's weird. It's just like you know, all the all the, all the all the all the it's it's just like when I mean, you work hard for whatever title you earn. Like anyone who has a doctorate, like sometimes they're dicks about being called doctors, but it's because they work their asses off to be a doctor. So you're going to address them as doctor, <laughs> right? Exactly. Okay, so I don't have a ball guy of the week this week. Frank, do Frank Vogel. He's close enough. We don't have to have one either. If you if you don't want one this week, we can skip it. Uh, ain't nobody did anything recognizable uh, during the past week. Well, I mean, Frank Vogel didn't make an NBA final. He's bald. He's balding. Will the please will will the real bald guy please stand up? (laughs) We need. We need a bald guy. All right, guys. Let's just uh, let's do the starting five, and then we'll get out of here. Get on our merry ways. This week's starting five. The starting five places to not get a boner. Matt, you joined in late. Where do you want to go? I want to go home. But since I'm here, I'll go second. Okay, Jeremy. You want to go first or third, buddy? Give me the number one pick, my guy. All right, I'll I've, be, had this, I've had this in the chamber. I'll go. I'll go third. I hope it's not actually in the chamber. But <laughs> starting five places to not get a Woody, get a stiffy. We're going, we're going very dark. We're going very dark comedy here with this one. But this is already when, dark comedy. When we. When we thought, when we, when, when I first saw this topic, the very first, and I'm not speaking by experience, we're gonna throw that out here first. But <laughs> when I, when I first heard you say that this is what the starting five was gonna be, the place I thought of was a funeral. That oh, would be a very no. uncomfortable place. Oh no! Like I said, yeah. not speaking, not speaking from experience, but that's an uncomfortable place anyway. That, you don't want to yeah. do anything there. Yeah. You don't even want to be there. Having having an NRB at a funeral would not be fun. Then anyone know what an NRB is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. I know. Okay. Uh, Matt, you looked at you looked at me like I was an idiot, and I was like, "Wait a minute! This is a term everyone knows, right?" Matt, number two. I hope you got a good one. You chose second. <laughs> I mean, you almost took it from me. Uh, when I'm taking number two, 
I I don't want I don't want that. You know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because it's then it's difficult to get inside of the toilet. Right. Or if you're on the toilet and then you get it, like I don't want that shit touching the fucking bowl. Then That's you, nasty. Yeah, I then can you, get a disease. Then you I'm not doing that. Then you touch the water. Exactly, and then and then I just I just want to be done. <laughs> Jeremy, your vein is like popping out of your head. All right, I got back to back picks. Uh, I'm gonna go with a water park, right? <laughs> At a water park, definitely not the move. Um, and number two would have to be probably when everybody remembers back in high school. You know, you'd be sitting in class and randomly it would just, you know, happen. And then all of a sudden the teacher would like call you to come to the front of the class or something. And you'd have to think about baseball or think about the homework assignment for later or try and uh, just stall so you could get up casually. That That's always the worst. I try to do the tuck. You got to try to do the, the tuck and go. Yeah, do the tuck. Or 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 the classic, put your hands in your pockets and yeah, then yeah. hold it <laughs> with one. You just wear jeans, everybody. Just just wear jeans. No, because then you see the bulge. <laughs> hey, Family Guy taught us anything. It's the the bulge is important. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, pick number two. Pick number two. Well, I have never been a competitive swimmer but i imagine you don't want that shit when you're wearing a speedo i don't i don't think so if you're oh, a competitive man. swimming i don't want that shit um so i'm just gonna say for, for for the next pick i'm just gonna say giving a speech in general like just you know business meeting like wherever you're at in an environment giving a speech seems like a very awkward place to be uh, packing, if we if we want to use those words, uh, and then my other one here, I'm gonna say uh, gro- uh, at the grocery store. If you're if you're walking around shopping, buying cereal, having having a Woody while you do it would would kind of be weird. Yeah, I I definitely agree. <laughs> uh, back to the uh, public speaking thing. When you're doing a speech in general. Uh, maybe when you're up in class, you have that piece of paper or your notes. Yeah, sure. I don't want to be up there, but any other time, hopefully you have a podium, right? Right. <laughs> like hopefully you're like, I thought that's where you were going with that. Where you're like, you just hold the paper way low, just super low. <laughs> then you're, then you're suspicious. You don't want, you don't, we're trying to be discreet here. You're like, no teacher. This is how I like to read. I like to read with my head down. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm farsighted, Teach. I got to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but let, let's see here. Uh, I certainly, for my third pick, if I'm at a job interview, I and it doesn't matter who you're talking to, you still don't want to. You you still don't want it to be cold in there. You don't want it to be cold. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe that maybe that shows confidence. I mean, I don't know. It could be, uh, you know. What is it called? Uh, you know, inappropriateness. You don't want that shit. This is how this is how happy I. You want to know why I want to work here? This is how happy I am about this job. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Mister Manager guy. I saw the secretary when I walked in. No, it's just 
stupid. That's that's sexual harassment. That's the word I was looking for. You can't have that when on day zero. It didn't even start yet. Okay. All right. Jeremy, you got back to back. No, we already did that. It's your turn now. Oh geez, I'm I'm tweaking. All right. Pay attention. I got back to back picks here. Um I'm going to go with a church. Right. Church right. is not the not the nor the time nor the place. Uh in my fourth pick, I am going to go with in court. In the courtroom. <laughs> right? Standing in front of the judge. You don't want uh the judge to be maybe, you know, just drop dead, gorgeous, ten out of ten, walks out. Very rare that that would ever happen. Uh what are you talking about? You ever watch Judge Judy? She's a dime. So fire, so fire. So the courtroom would definitely not be a uh, a good place. That's the only reason to watch Judge Judy. <laughs> Matt, pick number four. Uh, well, if I, I guess we can go with uh, if you're playing basketball. And you're wearing those shorts. Uh, you don't. I. You don't want some hot chick to walk by. That's. That's all I know. Hmm. Okay. Uh, for my net. For my next pick, I'm gonna go uh, doctor's appointment. <laughs> for- I mean, sometimes that's necessary, right? <laughs> Depends on the appointment. Well, depending on if you're seeing a, a wiener doctor, um, most doctor's appointments, uh, you would not need to, to show that it works. Um, and then my other choice uh, here is going to be, um, so let's see, I mentioned grocery store. I'm going to get specific again here and say um, at the candy shop, any sort of candy store. Okay. Probably not ideal. Uh, so this is my fifth pick, right? Um, I imagine that you don't want a boner at your wedding up there in front of all your family and friends and the pastor. <laughs> I, I know that's the sure first you time do. you're seeing her in the dress and she got a little cleave going on, but you don't want to look down for too long because then you're going to be too long. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that for the, my fifth pick at the gym. If you're trying to bench something, and something is trying to bench you. That's bad. Yeah, terrible. So terrible. That's what I'm gonna go with at the gym. So that's our starting five for this week. Matt, get us out of here, buddy. End section three one two the right way. All right. You just listen to Section 312. Check out our social media, Section 312 Show. That is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, don't forget, we are an affiliate of Midwest Sports Network. You can check them out at mwsn.net or on Twitter and Instagram at MWSN Sports. And uh, check out our merch, Section312.com. And hopefully, this Mookie Betts character hits a home run so I win 38 bucks or this Aaron Judge guy hits a home run and win so I can get 110.